I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Jane, the podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Once Upon a Gene, and I am your host, Effie Parks. 2021 has been moving along quickly, and it's jam-packed. Rare Disease Day is coming up on the last day of February, and I would love to know either how you're celebrating or what Rare Disease Day means to you. If you could do me a favor, I would love it for you to go to my website, onceuponagene.com, click on contact, and there's a pink little tab to record a short voice message. Who knows? Maybe it could make it on the next Rare Disease Day week episode. I have a wonderful conversation for you today. We're talking about an online support community for those in the rare disease world. It's called Ben's Friends, and it's a place to ensure that patients living with rare disease or chronic illnesses, as well as their caregivers, family, and friends, have a safe and supportive place to connect with others like them. Ben's Friends is a network of safe and supportive patient communities for anyone affected by rare disease or chronic illness. It's been recognized as a 501c3 nonprofit, and the community is growing more every day. Go take a look at their website, and please enjoy my conversation with Ben Munoz. Hi, Ben. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you. Great to be here. I was so happy to learn about your organization, and I'm really looking forward to uh, getting to know you a little better and sharing it with my audience if they haven't heard of you yet. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Great to be here. Can you please give us a little introduction about yourself and how you made a crash landing into the rare disease community? My journey into rare, the rare disease space started in 2006. At the time, I was a, a business school student, and uh, it was the summer between first and second year, and I was just going about my life. And then I had a pain in the back of my head, rushed to the emergency room, where after emergency surgery, I learned that I had um, a rare type of stroke. And at this time, I was uh, 29 years old, and strokes don't happen to people who are 29 and healthy. So I learned what it was. It was called an AVM arteriovenous malformation. So I had surgery. Uh, I was in ICU for a little while. And then afterwards, I was dealing with probably what a lot of other um, rare disease patients or families or caregivers is just panic. Okay, what do I do now? Um, I've got this condition and it wasn't completely healed. And so now I have to figure out like the entire medical process, the what does it mean? What kind of treatment do I get? Um, of those treatments, what are the pros and cons and risks? And um, yeah, it was just really really overwhelming. Luckily, there was early or mid social media and so I had a little bit of resources. I jumped online and I Googled AVM support, AVM support group, AVM anything. I learned about the disease and I learned that there were a couple of mailing lists out there that were generously run by um, some medical schools. 
So that's when I first learned about the, even the possibility of connecting with others with my my condition, my rare condition. And it was it was fantastic. Even just connecting with one person, just sharing what we've been through and kind of getting a little bit of a little bit of advice, more so on just a doctor recommendation. But it was limited. It was just a mailing list. And my background before going through all of this was actually in software. So with my software engineer hat on, I started thinking about how I could solve this problem, how I could solve my own problem. Wouldn't it be fantastic if there was a website where you could go and connect with others? So this was around 2007 and it was very early in the Facebook era, Facebook wasn't really, I think they just opened it up. Options were limited, but I was able to piece together like a little miniature Facebook just for AVM uh, survivors like myself. And in the early days, I spent so much time just spreading the word. I would post on people's blogs. I would post any a link anywhere I could find. I would uh, just try to get the word out. By the end of the first month, our little AVM support community, I think, had five people. It was me and probably four of my friends or family members. And so, but we had like a little seed of a very warm and supportive community. But it grew. It grew to 50 people, then eventually started building up steam, and then 100 people, then a few hundred people. And it was, uh, was life-changing for me, and it was life-changing for the members and the community. And then a... Um, my co-founder for the nonprofit that is, ended up being Ben's Friends Patient Communities said, this is fantastic. Why don't you build these other communities, build communities like this for other rare diseases? And I didn't really think about that, but it was actually a genius idea. And so I created a identical support community, completely separate for patients with a disease, rare disease called trigeminal neuralgia. And I think uh, my co-founder, Scott Oren, knew somebody with uh, TN, so that's how that one came about. And uh, once I learned about the disease and how debilitating it is, it made sense for me to do something to help. So trigeminal neuralgia is also called a suicide disease because at one point, about half of the people are in so much excruciating pain that within maybe four or five years, something like that, they commit half of the patients commit suicide. So I thought, okay, well, Maybe I can help. So I created that with that website with him. It was a uh, separate community for with its own URL, its own logo, and its own leadership kind of moderator group. That took off just like the AVM support community for myself took off. Then we started another one. Uh, this was for a form of ataxia, so another support community. And that one also took off and so we, we saw the patterns. The patterns were that there are people out there who are looking for support and uh, especially back then there was such little support and what, what was support was either in the form of mailing lists or even occasionally there was some support communities that were a little bit more driven by other motives. Some of them were supported by large pharmaceuticals with maybe less than altruistic motives to, to gather, to gather, I guess, future customers. But we decided that we wanted to be a nonprofit and provide just pure support for for people and using this pattern that we developed. So. That was the first few years of bensfriends.org. Then we got 
formalized. We we got our 501c3, became an official nonprofit, start to get a little bit of structure and leadership together. And every year we had a small fundraiser. And so fast forward, we've got now more than 40 communities, uh, each of them dedicated to one patient, one rare disease. We've got about a million page views a month. I think we're over 100,000 people a month visit one of our patient communities. And the mission and pretty pretty much the, the entire platform is the same more or less than as when we started. So it's just if something works, we just expanded on it. And so that brings us to where we are today, 2021, hoping to do more of the same, hoping to build more communities, help more people and keep the momentum going. Wow, Ben, that is quite the journey for Ben's friends and yourself. It's just amazing that so many of your family and your close friends wrapped their arms around you and encouraged you to move this forward. It's really just a beautiful story. And I'm so glad that you were in the right place at the right time when you had this stroke and you were able to seek medical attention in time and also have medical professionals that knew what was going on and treated you. That's also pretty rare, don't you think? Yeah, I'm very lucky. So I also went to medical school during this time. And my goal was just to pour myself into especially neurological rare diseases. I wanted to become a neurosurgeon. They're just, I don't know, it's just uh, serendipity. I, I was able to start a company. And so the company's mission is indirectly, because it's it's not underneath the nonprofit, but indirectly is to support Ben's friends. So Ben's friends is part owner of a company, and so it all I don't know it all just seems to I don't know magically work out that brings me in this direction of to help patients. And you know I feel fortunate. Part of me is always in the back of my mind feeling like maybe. There's a reason that I'm one of the lucky ones that did not only did not die from the from the brain hemorrhage, but also had very rare to have no neurological damage. So, what are you going to do with your second chance at life, Ben? It's going to be you know you get a fantastic opportunity to to and you better make the most of it. Wow, I love that outlook so much, and I think that it's completely rational to kind of look at your circumstances and your experience to want to make a difference in this because you're right you were one of the lucky ones and you maybe had a little foundation with your schooling or your career or just the way your brain works as an engineer to do something about it for other people awesome. So I know that you said you had your stroke in 2016 and then you basically started this or the beginning stages of this in 2007, which is crazy to me that it was just a year for you to kind of take action on the isolation or the loneliness or the fear, whatever it was for you to produce this. What exactly, was there something that compelled you to kind of get that going so quickly? Were you motivated by people around you or were you just fully aware that maybe you weren't in a good place and you had to find others? Yeah, there was something very specific. So it was, um, I was in a dark place. I remember thinking just a mixture of emotions of, oh my God, I'm alive. I can't believe it. And also survivor's guilt. Oh my God, I'm alive. I feel guilty for having survived and other people did not. And then, okay, but what's going to happen tomorrow? Because I still have this uh, 
this AVM in my brain and it could all it could rupture again. So until it's completely healed, there's also like a, a feeling of a ticking time bomb. So all these mixed emotions really uh, brought me to a dark place. And I remember, well, of course, family. My mother is very compassionate, such a great listener. She was always there. But also, honestly, Tony Robbins tapes. I don't know if that sounds corny or if you know his material, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. But I remember listening to tapes of Tony Robbins and just the energy that he had, the inspiration, plus the tools that he gave you in addition to the inspiration. And that that motivated me to try to do something with this opportunity instead of looking at it as darkness and depression to try to turn this into something positive. So and I remember clearly it was, it, was, it was that period of my life when I had these Tony Robbins tapes and the inspiration from him. Yeah, I think probably a lot of our listeners are familiar with Tony Robbins and other people like that who kind of help you get to the place where shifting your mindset is one of the biggest steps. So I'm really glad that you had that resource. Have you noticed a ripple effect from either the patients in Ben's Friends wanting to reach out or pour something else into the group or anything like that that's happened from being a contributor on your site? Yeah. So right now we're in a fantastic place. We've actually got a structure that we've developed over the last 13 years of how we recruit moderators, how we train moderators, how we develop moderators, and how we give leadership above them. So it's a whole like level. We've got greeters, we've got moderators, we've got moderator support. We have even executive directors and every single one of them have been uh, members. And so they've been members who got the support that they needed during a critical time when they joined the community and then they want to give back. So it's natural for them to, to ask, hey, um, I would love, this is fantastic. And, you know, I'm already spending a lot of time on the site. A lot of them are, are disabled or on disability, so they've got time. And so uh, this is a fantastic way for them to contribute when otherwise I'm not sure what the alternative would be, but here they can contribute. They can give back in the exact same way that somebody else helped them out when they first joined as a brand new member. So that's, that's the pattern. And so we built up an entire pipeline for, for this to happen. I love that everyone who is a moderator on your site was also someone who came there at a time when they needed it so deeply. And now they're giving back. It's so beautiful in our community how passing the torch is just such a gift to be able to do, right? It lifts both of you up when you get to make it a little easier or a little softer for the next person who's going through what you're going through. It makes all the difference. Yeah, 100%. Do you have a favorite story that you've heard because of Ben's friends that really sticks with you? Yes. So trigeminal neuralgia, the suicide disease, are, are, I believe, our second community. We had a member, and the member, obviously, there's a lot of people that are contemplating suicide. And so this member actually um, wrote back a year after she had an incident. And so in this long blog post where he shared her story about what happened a year ago, she described how she was standing on a bridge, a tall bridge in Portland, and she was about to end it. And then she decided not to. And then she returned, um, found this community, 
where other people were going through the same thing that she was going through and they gave her their strength. And then she uh, became a, a moderator. So she started to become a leader, helping others. And she didn't stop there. She actually became a, a suicide prevention advocate, going so far as to becoming, um, she testified in front of Congress a few times for programs to help those that are contemplating suicide. And so um, I always remember that story because she went from one extreme into just an example of a, an advocate of what's possible. Finding your purpose through this is, is it's just remarkable what happens when you feel seen and you have a safe space to go to. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so tell us how people join Ben's Friends. What are the expectations? And what if their disease isn't listed on your group? So it's just as easy as joining any social network, Facebook, way easier. There's no long terms and conditions. You have to sign away. <laughs> if you just find us on Google, you can either go to bensfriends.org and then we have a, a community list at the very top. And then hopefully we have one of your conditions listed. If not, then we can make a request to, to launch a, a brand new condition. And then once you find one of the one of our websites that you'll want to bookmark that and then you just click the join button and you jump right in. You say hello, you share your story, um, other people are going to welcome. And then whenever you're comfortable, I guess uh, you can share more and more of your story. You don't have to join to actually view the stories. We're very careful about anonymity. So there's no real names used. Everyone has an alias, which means that they can share some of their story without having to worry about identity or anything like that, which also means that you can go and read other people's stories if you're not ready to join. I love that part. Okay. And what about cost? Is there any cost to patients that want to sign up? Uh, no. Okay. I know that you're obviously a 501. Where can people go to donate to Ben's friends and how can they help support you or share your mission? For our members, we've got a Patreon uh, every every community has its own Patreon, so there's not just one link, but you can go to the community and click on the Patreon. Uh, if you want to donate to Ben's Friends, uh, you can go to bensfriends.org. There's a donate button there, PayPal at bensfriends.org. So those are, those are the primary ways. But of course, join. Join be the, the, the best thing you can do. I, th I think, I mean, our, our communities don't run on money. They run on wonderful people and the st stories that they share. And that's really cool that you can kind of allocate where you want your donations to be or what specific group. Did I hear that right? Yeah, yeah. You, you donate. You can donate to the larger umbrella, but you can also donate to just that group. Awesome. I love that. Well, Ben, is there anything else that you would like to leave with our audience? Yes, actually, I am not as, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, effective or productive as about sharing our story and networking with other leaders in the rare disease space. So if you like what you hear on this podcast and maybe some of the tools and platform that we help develop, uh, please reach out to me. I, I really appreciate the, the opportunity to, to share our story with others in the rare disease space. It'll be one of my resolutions to do a better job of networking with other leaders. <laughs> well, I'm so happy that I get to kind of be a middleman there, Ben, because I hadn't heard of Ben's Friends before one of your people reached out to me. So I'm really excited to share it. I know handfuls and handfuls of people 
personally that I think would really, really benefit from signing up with your community. So thanks for letting me be a part of it in a small way and for sharing a little bit about your journey. And I'm really excited for everyone to hear about Ben's Friends. And thank you so much for creating this organization and giving people in this world where isolation and fear and dread are all consuming at one point. So thank you for giving them an outlet. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show. If you're interested in sharing your story or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate y'all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you. Ha 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 ha!